0: Welcome,
1: everybody, to episode 92 of the Metabolists 2 podcast featuring David
0: and Ben. And this week, we're going to be talking about The Ghost Monument. Ah, the second episode of Series 11, I guess. Series 11, yes. Jodie Whittaker's second outing as the eponymous Doctor Who. And we get to see our opening credits for the first time. We do. We like those opening credits, didn't we? I I, I like them a lot. They are amazing. They're a total modern remake of our original opening credits. With Hooray! Hooray! little hints and kisses of all the previous at least classic Doctor Who credits, it seemed like.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, and the music was great. Um mm-hmm. there wasn't kind of weird, silly spinning spinning um uh, or clocks or... or wheels or whatever all that nonsense was. Right. Um this is proper like mushy, weird space time malarkey. Like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it went on long enough. I, I, I actually I I don't like all this modern stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, get, get, off get off my lawn! off my lawn! You know, I like I like a big long intro, especially mm-hmm. if it's as, as much fun as the Doctor Who intro is. So, uh, mm-hmm. could have been
0: longer. I would have liked it longer just for the sake of watching the visuals and listening to the music. the The combination of Akinola's music with the visuals was. Excellent. I just yes, really yes. got in the mood quickly. And then uh, the interesting twist with the opening is we have that boom at the end when we see yes. the, the episode name and the writer. So that's a little new twist on the opener rather than fading away. Yes. Yes. Very good. Uh, very good. I think top marks for the credits. Um... It's uh, a young guy who did it, Ben Pickles. Uh, his alias is John Smith and I think he's out of Canada but I'm not 100% certain he's done a little bit of uh, teaser work uh, for the BBC the Doctor Who production team okay. in the past okay. but he I believe he was the one responsible for Who Lock that mashup of Sherlock and Doctor Who a while back
1: okay all right interesting and um and this is, seems weird um, but I've had a busy week Mm-hmm. was there a pre-credit sequence there wasn't was there we went straight into the we straight went, straight in yeah we went straight in yeah no so no 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 pre-credits so i mm-hmm. i'm wondering whether we're going to be doing an episode to episode a cliffhanger again rather than mm. a kind of pre-credit sequence
0: wasn't much of a cliffhanger if we want to skip skip to the end for the skip other the really end. big uh, thing the um, the the tar- tardis. um reveal yeah. of the tardis well i mean that's kind of a cliffhanger it's
1: like well, hey, we're in the um, no, I think, I think we should leave the TARDIS till the end. I think Good we should idea. dive straight into South Africa and how, uh, I thought, I thought that was a pretty convincing alien planet. I liked it. I mean, you know, it was, it was very reminiscent to me of season 10, second episode, where, mm-hmm. you know, it starts out already grim and rainy because they're in Britain and they're like, whoa, we're in a foreign country and it's all sunny and the aliens are out.
0: Right, I enjoyed the sunshine. I enjoyed the location. It it was very well shot. It wasn't another quarry, and the having it next to the ocean was an interesting twist. I thought that was lovely. Yeah, it provided a little different visual than you would get in your bog standard uh, English quarry.
1: Yeah, and they've obviously you know scouted their locations, and you know again, spoiler alert, I'm assuming next next week's episode, which I believe is set in the United States of America again. Will probably be shot in South Africa again because it's sunny and nice, and you can get things that look like look like America. So I think smart mm-hmm. move, a good place to go actually, because you're getting things that look old because it's South Africa, and you're getting things that look exotic and sunny because it's South Africa. So right. very good, top marks.
0: It's interesting though that the format, because if we look at the pattern that RTD set down in the um, series one with Rose being contemporary. Then we go into the future with the end of the world. And then we go back in time with the unquiet dead, which is exactly the same template Moffat followed when he started show running with the 11th hour contemporary. Then we went to the beast below, which is futuristic. And then in the past with Churchill with victory, the Daleks. And we're seeing that same pattern contemporary future. I'm assuming the future is the ghost monument and Rosa next week is the past and if there's anything that Daleks hate more
1: there's nothing Daleks hate more than Rosa
0: Parks <laughs> well that sets up an a observation we'll get I think we get will, to yeah, that a little bit later in but there seem to be hints of the season arc which we were I don't know if we were promised but we were told there would be no arc this yeah, season well, there
1: was like um, yeah there was, yes, there was the flying uh, the flying scarves of doom seem to know something Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. those mysterious Mm. flying scarves. Um, So that was good. I thought so. I think the whole the it looked very. It looked very. It looked. It looked well done. It looked expensive. Mm -hmm. The um, the uh, the you know the three moons and suns and things in the sky moved very effectively. Right. It looked like Mm -hmm. an alien planet. The spaceships worked well. There was Mm -hmm. a spaceship crashing. That looked expensive.
0: Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get a little more with Angstrom's spaceship and. Uh, it would have been interesting, I think, if the series arc was trying to find the TARDIS throughout time and space, rather like than that, yeah. having having the TARDIS uh, show up at the end, that Angstrom and Epso were uh, whisked away after the race had concluded, and if the Doctor would have had to find a way to rig up or jury-rig Angstrom's out-of-fuel spaceship to yeah, take off yeah. from the planet. I mean, I
1: think as good as the spaceship looks, I, I, according to the plot, I would have liked them to be more, like, kind of racy. Um, that More kind of, like, wacky races, kind of, you know... Speed a, racer. A, a speed racer <laughs> style, like a race in space. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit generically, you know, spaceships always are nowadays, all kind of broken down and old-looking. Yeah, the um, Star Wars influence. Generic Wars sci-fi. Influence. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know, it would be nice if they had... Yes, Speed Racer is exactly what I was trying to think of. Yeah, they should have been more kind of Speed Racer. Um, what do you think of the plot in general?
0: It reminded me of a classic 1980s D&D <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons module. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, have the dungeon master turns up and says, you have a quest. Yeah, we have the dungeon master who sets the quest. We're going through ruins and then tunnels. There's an inscription on the floor. There's traps. You could even make an argument that there's a dragon at the end with the acetylene fields. Um, even the title of the episode, the ghost monument, it all reminded me of first edition Dungeons and Dragons from the uh late nineteen seventies early nineteen eighties time period where uh even the ecosystem was kind of uh dungeony where the only surviving thing was uh flesh eating microbes and we had sentinel sniper bots going in that couldn't be killed so they were like the undead and then it yeah. just it it seemed to me uh chibnall was kind of repeating the mistakes that i would see that moffat would do as he knew where he wanted to be in the end and the voyage along the way really didn't matter because he had yeah. a destination already in mind yeah. it kind of gave a classic um, 1980s classic doctor who vibe but it seemed really perfunctory uh... you know perfunctory was
1: exactly the word that I was going to use yeah it did seem perfunctory I mean I think you know having a kind of a death world Mm -hmm. um, yeah where everything's trying to kill you uh, is is a great you know there are any number of uh, sci-fi books films etc where there is Mm -hmm. a death world that you have to negotiate in some way this one was a pretty pants one I mean you know why have flesh-eating microbes in the water when they no don't one, see it when no one gets eaten by or' <laughs> right. not even like a dog or like a bird or like I don't know someone's pet mm-hmm. pet rabbit or something falls in you know that's 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 kind of like well I like, you know why not just make them a sea of acid and, and we're on Marinus, you know? I mean, that would be... Right. You know... The I mean, lack
0: of death in this one in... The when lack we, of death was disturbing, yes. In this one, when we compare it to last week's with the amount of death, just pointless death to show that Tim Shaw was a, a right regular bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then to have... I was... Grace's death really bugged me more this week right. than last week because no one died this week. It's sort of like we are on this death world. Yeah. And why do we have why do we have so many people dying on earth which isn't a death world? Uh, it it didn't make any sense to me and it seems to me like you could have had a third racer that died if you needed You could have like a couple of other racers who right. were like,
1: you know, shit so we wouldn't care if they died. Right. And then they could've died in a you know an off screen horrible way. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have fallen into the flesh eating micro water. Mm-hmm. Um we could have panned to to like horrified you know, Graham looking horrified, and right. then panned back to like a skeleton in the water, like job done, easy, I could I could shoot that. Right. Um so yeah, I thought that was a bit poor. Um I thought the robots, killer robots, I thought they were relatively poor. They were kind of like, you know, and again, I guess they... They were serviceable. They they made a point of that by, you know, getting Ryan to, like, use his video game skills um, to go up against them because they were kind of like, you know, things that you shoot in a video game. Mm -hmm. You you shoot them and they die. They can't really hit you that well. Um, But I have to say, it was the the prophetic death scarves that that kind of really kind of bugged me. It's like... (laughs) That's kind of a Varden level villain there. Like, oh, it's the scarves! The scarves are coming to get us. The um, sheets.
0: Well, I thought it was Chibnall trying to do a Moffat where he's taking an everyday object, which is sheets or strips of, uh, of cloth, cloth to being a suffocating thing. And then okay. he he has uh, that, that whole scene where Epso was being smothered by the death scarf. Um, I want an action figure of a death scarf. <laughs> That would be good. That would be good. No, carry on. Sorry. Uh, so we're, that, that scene where Epsos being smothered and the doctor using her magic wand to try to... The the sonic's not working. And then what solves it is Angstrom cuts it away with her knife. And what did we hear last week the doctor say? Only idiots carry knives. Well, there you go. I'm wondering, is Chibnall trying to undermine this doctor yeah. Or are we going to see next week that the doctor uses a gun to solve a problem because she all that big speech that I never carry guns and Right, the whole gun thing again, yeah. And I just I I just I don't I don't see any kind of consistency with with uh, Chibnall's writing and these two stories are completely on him and he's had a year and a half, a to lifetime work yeah. to work on these and they don't fit well with within a puzzle, at least now. I mean, I'm, granted we see a puzzle with two pieces out of 10, but right. those two pieces don't seem like they fit together. And the second piece really seemed like a a, a hodgepodge where we're just trying to get to the TARDIS. Yeah, and again, you know, it's...
1: it's well, we, we've done this before, we do this all the time, and we kind of, well, we could have written this better. Right. But actually, you know, in some ways, Kind of could because you, there could have been more threat. Mm-hmm. There could have been more death. Um, you know, let's bring back the hand mines. You know, if you if you're in a desert, the, what what threatens are things that come out of the ground. You know, not weird scars or even it, it, it doesn't have to be scars. Mm-hmm. Can it be tentacles or like just plant life? I thought um, the weird
0: scars were were serviceable, but. Mm -hmm. there was a there were more interesting gruesome deaths available that he had set up that didn't happen and why say the flesh-eating microbes are even there you can't drink the water other than just making it seem like this planet you can't survive yeah and 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 here's i mean here's another thing i mean
1: you know if you've set up you can't drink the water let's have people be thirsty Right. Um, yeah. You know, and look, oh, we're really, really thirsty. Oh, no, we can't drink the water. Oh, no, that's terrible, you know. Right. Um, let's have that threat kind of be a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean,
0: there's there's really nice little bits of writing, but it wasn't a sum of the parts. Like the the Venusian nuns for the Aikido bit. That was kind of neat. We like that, yeah. Venusian Aikido. Well, so the neat thing about it, I thought, was uh, crediting in it to the Venusian nuns yeah which, which which is a new bit and, and, and expands on the mythology of the doctor from the um John Pertwee era which is which is perfect everyone loves that so that was good yeah it's perfect also because uh, Whitaker's the first female doctor and she learned it from Venusian nuns you never you never put that two and two together before. No, no. I like the actress who played Angstrom, uh, Susan Lynch. I thought she was a really strong character. Mm-hmm. I liked the bit where she says, when they're talking, uh, when Ryan's saying, hey, we're humans, we're all human beings, we're all this together. And right. then the line with Angstrom saying, never heard of a human being. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, or even just the dialogue where where we find the ghost monument where Eileen. Um, shows the hologram of the monument and the doctor is saying, "Can you at least tell me what the ghost monument looks like?" He, um, A- Island shows the uh, holograph and the doctor is saying, "Oh, that's great. This will do fine." You know, the, right. like her her friends are going, oh, "It just looks like an old police box," right. and. And Graham's going, like well, this doesn't make any sense. And then Doctor's saying, oh, it makes sense to me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That'll do. And then Chibnall has Eiland say, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't be of any more help. And the Doctor says, I don't think you are. And Island goes, you're right. And then the whole uh, holographic tent disappears. Or even... Even previously, when they're looking outside of the tent and the doctor says, what is it? And Epso goes, it's a tent. I mean, that that's a moment of humor. I, I laughed out loud at that right, point. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ugh, the writing, yeah, I feel like the writing's there, but it's all been shaken up, put in a box with the, really, we just want to have the last five minutes be the reveal of the target. of the yeah. And, you know, you have Epso
1: and, uh, uh, what do they call it? Angstrom. Angstrom, uh, Angstrom, you know. They weren't really differentiated enough. You know, if it's a race, one of them needs to be, like, extravagantly dressed and the other extravagantly dressed in a different kind of way. Their spaceships need to be super different. At the very beginning, I I still found it hard to tell, like, who was in whose spaceship. Because the spaceships both looked the same.
0: And that's the other thing I didn't like. it. We opened the story with Graham being the doctor. Right. Right. And I don't like how Chibnall has Graham proxying for the Doctor in these things, and his insistence of being called Granddad to Ryan is getting a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I guess
1: he's probably like you know mourning the death of his his wife in some kind of way, and then feeling that that should be something that I don't know. Yeah, yeah it is. It is a bit creepy. Um, plot wise, again, you know, as I was watching it, and um uh the woman one ebso nope angstrom uh, angstrom damn i gotta get it right one day <laughs> okay the the woman one angstrom was going on about her clan her clan this her clan that blah blah it's going to get a bit money to keep my clan gonna, okay what i thought was going to happen okay is that they is that Ebso and song would like you know fall in love get together mm. or whatever they'd like do some kind of the doctor would marry them or something or well, there'd be something and sh- and he would become part of her clan which means he wouldn't mind not winning because all the money would go to him anyway because he was part of her clan that's mm. how i thought it was going to be resolved i was like well this is going to be really clever they're going to do something like that and that's mm-hmm. why she's banging on about her clan all the time and that just, that just didn't happen
0: no, well, obviously it wasn't going to go that way because in the scene and where they're reading the inscription and where Graham says the uh, Stensa killed his wife, she says, My, me too. So yeah. I didn't see a, any kind of spark or relationship between them other than competitive revival.
1: No, no, there wasn't. But I mean, I thought, you know, well, maybe even that maybe they do a kind of, you know, a green card style marriage or something, <laughs> you know, just anyway. So, I mean, I I, I think there they could have been cleverer things that could have happened. But mm-hmm. I think as we've been saying, we were just very, very keen To get to the TARDIS, which we are, we, we are keen to get to TARDIS. the TARDIS. We are, awesome. yeah. but
0: we are and we aren't because I thought it would be more of a thing. I thought, well, if we're talking about a series arcs or a lost opportunity for series arcs, trying to find the TARDIS and then yeah. fi- finding it in episode 10 located in a woods in the peaks or somewhere near Sheffield, yeah, that would have been a good arc, but uh, yeah. I don't know. What did you think of EPSO's tree climbing story?
1: Um, I mean, I, I've heard it before. Actually, um, it's a relatively standard uh, how to how to how to bring up a psychopath. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Though I haven't seen it for a while. Though my 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 youngest daughter was trying to watch it with her boyfriend. I think it's in the I think it's in the, the movie The Vanishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think okay. that's where the the psychopath. That's the story that the psychopath in The Vanishing tells. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a relatively common. Mm-hmm. How do you become an unpleasant person? Well, your mum lets you lets you fall out of a tree, saying, "Now you've learned you can't trust anyone." Right. Um, so I I wasn't that impressed by that. I'm afraid.
0: Sorry. The thing that struck me about it was it seemed kind of cliched, and even yes. the even the time when the doctor says you've practiced those lines in a mirror before, it's it doesn't. I'm not seeing a lot of originality in this. I'm seeing a lot of paint by numbers mm-hmm. and borrowing of Chibnall. And I, sure, that's okay once you've been running the show for five years and you run about ideas. But after your second episode of being you a showrunner, be, you should be full of new ideas at this point. Right. And I just, I just, uh, Pip and Jane Paker are rolling over in their graves here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, someone could have fallen into some, some quicksand. <laughs> that would have been perfect. And, like, hands mm-hmm. could have come up and dragged them down.
0: Something. Yeah, you know, you know, a whole bunch of things could have happened on the planet of death.
1: But no, right. very little happened on the planet of death.
0: Or just even if you had more racers and you saw them dying. That,
1: yeah, like yeah. Dying, dying in horrible ways. And they don't have to die in horrible ways on screen. They right. can die in horrible ways off screen very right. easily. Right. You know. But the anyway.
0: the, the thing that thing that also the theme that also seems to be going is and this is this is a purely american perspective and maybe it's talking about brexit really right but it it seems like we set up uh tim shaw kind of like as a a donald trump character who will cheat at anything to win and it's not really deserving and then we get episode story how you can't trust anyone and then the doctor, uh, her response is, your mom was wrong, we're stronger together, which was uh, Hillary Clinton's big slogan in yeah. the past presidential uh, election in oh. uh, 2016. So I'm bringing my own uh, interpretation to this, but I'm just wondering, is Chibnall trying to make a larger political commentary on this well, could be. thing?
1: I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you know... I, I, Uh, If he is, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, yes, possibly, Mm -hmm. though, uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a pretty slight piece of topical relevance. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and I feel like I need to understand dyspraxia better because Ryan running out out of a hole and uh, shooting all the guards or the sentinel bots yeah. And then running back without getting hit or wounded when Epso got nailed with his quick draw. He seems uh, pretty, uh,
1: he's, he's, he's a pretty limber young lad actually. He seems
0: to have pretty good balance, but then is it, I thought it was a balance disorder because you have trouble like riding a bike and um, right. even walking coordinatedly and and ladders obviously it's sort of like yeah. the indiana jones thinks why did it always have to be snakes it's always in this why does it always have to be ladders you know what you should be scared of, or we'll not be able to you
1: shouldn't be able to walk down corridors <laughs> 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 oh no it's another corridor i have I freezing terror yeah no I, I i i it seems to me dyspraxia might be something that is a problem when it needs to be a problem and not a yeah. problem when it doesn't need to be a problem which
0: isn't a good use of a disability if you're going to have the disability you... You should be true to that disability for the character, not when it's only convenient for plot or uh, character development moments. And uh, let's face it,
1: you know, on Doctor Who, if you have a character who is unable to climb up and down ladders or like be physically dexterous, um, they're not going to last very long. Right. So, I mean, it's it's kind of, if, they, if they're going to be true, well, they can't be true to it because he's he's doomed basically. Right. Um, well, maybe he is. <laughs> well, maybe he is. Oh my goodness, maybe he is. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe he'll fall into a lake of flesh-eating microbes. Oh, maybe. And yeah. Hang on. I mean, how do the flesh-eating microbes survive if there's no f- animals for them to flesh-eat?
0: Maybe they're... Uh, maybe they eat
1: themselves. Maybe they're or, cannibalistic flesh-eating Maybe they're microbes.
0: cannibalistic, or maybe they're... Uh, um, all dead now. Yeah, maybe they all are. Or <laughs> well, they, they died of starvation. I was just thinking I think maybe they have some kind of photosynthesis where they could also yeah. Yeah. gain their energy from this three sons of uh, desolation.
1: Yeah, and I guess I'm vaguely grateful they were not nanobots, which is what they would have been under Moffat. True, true. They definitely would have been nanobots.
0: Oh, that was the other thing. When we were in that underground laboratory, we saw all those vials... I was thinking, is one of those going to break? And somebody's going to get splashed. Filled with evil, yes. Or they have to sacrifice their arm. or Yeah, absolutely. Or we see their face melt away a la Dragonfire or Raiders of the Lost Ark. and, And just... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The one thing I really did like with Chibnall's writing, aside from the, you know, kind of the the little witty bits that mm. he peppered throughout this, is we really saw the doctor being clever at the beginning in Epso's ship, where she thought she could do a better job landing. She said you had to jettison half the spaceship to provide the energy to move right, forward. Right. We're seeing the doctor be clever. When Chibnall doesn't have a rely on the crutch of the Sonic right, wand. Right. And I'm so tired of the readings from the Sonic.
1: Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's like a tri It's the it tri- from from Star Trek now. Yes. Only it doesn't really have, it doesn't seem to have a screen. Right. So, I mean, how is she reading things from it?
0: Colors? Colors? I don't know.
1: Or It doesn't, uh, it's just a. Uh, Yeah, think of it another way for her to find out things. That Mm -hmm. would be helpful. That would make me feel less frustrated by the sonic wand. Um, I mean, at least I guess it's not done anything yet, Mm -hmm. apart from do that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to have any other magical powers.
0: I guess I would have liked to see the sonic screwdriver come into play with the electromagnetic pulse that the doctor created from the disabled sniper bot yeah instead it is mostly just press a button and it happened and i would it seems like bad sniper bot design if if you have a built-in <laughs> emp uh switch in there yeah yeah that doesn't seem like the best thing to put inside your sniper bot but i mean maybe that's why all the scientists were dead is they
1: they invented i
0: thought fu- like... i thought they fell into the ocean <laughs> oh, <laughs> the other side to go swimming one day oh no
1: we forgot we invented Vented flesh-eating microbes. Well, they were trying we...
0: to avoid the Stenza. I mean, yeah. that that was probably the most disappointing thing in it, that, oh, the the monster that I didn't like last week that I didn't think was particularly cool. Right. Uh, now we get a name check in it, that's going to be series arc type stuff. We're going to meet up with the Stenza again. You don't drop it two two disconnected Whoa. stories in a row. Yeah,
1: and I guess the Stenza needs to be a lot more distinctive
0: if we're going to meet up with them again. Um
1: but I guess, there you go. Um, I hope, or, or I don't know. I mean, it's, well, we'll see. We'll see whether we mm-hmm. whether, whether we do actually meet up with them again. Um, in some ways, I hope we don't, because I thought they weren't
0: that good. Yeah. Well, we'll right. see. I think so. I, I mean, that has the hint hinting of an arc. The other thing is with the Death Scarves. In the, when in the acetylene field with what, what they're Ooh. saying there, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the timeless child. Oh yes, yeah, that timeless child thing. Yes, I mean we whatever. see what's hidden even from yourself, the outcast, abandoned and unknown. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's
1: a season art right there. I don't know how the death scarves know that because they don't appear to have. Well, I guess they've got psychic powers. Yeah. Um. I don't know why you'd give a death scarf a psychic power if their job is simply to smother you using the, right. Using their scarfy powers, um, mm-hmm. they don't seem, really seem to need uh, the ability to tell, the future. What, <laughs> tell what, the future.
0: Why build that in, right? <laughs> why build it? In? I mean,
1: I guess if you had psychic death scars that could tell the future, maybe they'd be able to anticipate where you're going to go next mm-hmm. and follow you in a, in a really effective way. But I right. don't know. Anyway, maybe we'll find out. Maybe yeah. they're c- connected to some kind of matrix which allows them to scry the future.
0: Maybe the timeless Maybe. child really seemed like the hybrid from series nine. Yeah, those kind of mysterious words—the timeless child. Yes, yeah. they're like, oh, really not again. <laughs> yeah, not the timeless child again. <laughs> what did you think of Art Malik? Um, wasted a little bit. Um, yep. You know, he should have taken Epsos' role personally. Yeah, I mean, like
1: how an old guy be the you know older guy be. Well, the, would, be Ar-
0: Art Malik isn't
1: that old, is he? Oh, no, but you know, perhaps like someone who's like less. Someone who like, looks like, I don't know. Um, yeah, something more distinctive than, right. than 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 the episode. Right, yeah.
0: and I just thought it was weird casting or stereotypical casting to cast the uh, darker-skinned individual in the role of the sheik in the tent in the desert. That was a bit racist, wasn't it? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. and Sean Dooley or whoever played Epso he could have easily played Island's role, and Art Malik could have easily played uh, Sean Dooley's uh, Epsos role. So, yeah, why wouldn't you have? I think Art Malik is a bigger, at least he's an actor I have heard of before and seen in yeah. uh, productions. He's the whole Merchant Ivory actor, isn't he? He is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when he's,
1: he's he's Harry Kumar and stuff, is thinking in in um, anyway in that crime. show. Yes, I mean, yeah, he's a big deal. He's a big yeah, deal. so yeah. And he
0: just seemed. It seemed kind of a waste waste to me not not to have him as the guest star throughout throughout the show, and then just the the role that he played of being the rich chic in the desert setting up the race. Yeah.
1: Uh, Maybe he's going to pop up all the way through, like Q in Star Trek, in his like magic flying tent. Um, I, I doubt be, it. Giving hints <laughs> and tips about what's going on, which would have been
0: <laughs> neat if this was at the start of the race, and the race was the series arc. And yes. that, that was what they were racing for towards the end. But they had to go through eight or nine different planets to get there. Oh, I like i like the way you're writing
1: this new series of Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> I think that would be great, including going to the planet of the racists, where Rosa, Park is, where Rosa Parks is. Yeah, well, you can it. do all that.
0: <laughs> that's thats just America. <laughs> <laughs>
1: planet of the racists. Yeah. <sighs> um, Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, you could yeah.
0: certainly go back in time or something like that. Yeah, you don't you, there's need... plenty of things you could do. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see what next week brings, actually, mm-hmm. script-wise. Um, I think it's a high-risk episode, actually. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some British
1: guys writing about how, like, I don't know, a fictional British science fiction character like saves black people in america i don't know yeah yeah i don't know yeah Mm. well we'll see we will see we will see i mean i i I think they're
0: probably
1: self-aware enough to realize that this needs to be written very carefully
0: after the fridging death of grace last week I am dubious they are, but it
1: is written by Mary Blackman, who's got form in writing about you know race in a kind of an it effective It
0: is, but it's co-written by Chibnall. Yeah, but she's not going to let him like do I don't know. I hope not. I, oh, it, I and 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 it is a it is a black director too. So if yeah. you, but I think. But then I, again, I, I mean, uh, let's 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 put it out there. Just
1: because you're black, and just because you're black, doesn't mean that you understand being black in America. Right. Um, you might understand being 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 black in Britain, but yeah, right. Yeah.
0: I think they are different experiences Very due different. to the abolition of slavery much earlier in the United Kingdom. And also,
1: since you know, uh, Britain kept all its slaves elsewhere. Um, right. uh, so, that anyone who is Afro Caribbean is actually an immigrant mm. to Britain, and sl- the slave experience was in islands on the other side of the world mm. rather than actually like where you were actually living at any particular time. So, right. you know.
0: My um, fear is it's going to be a celebrity historical, and it cannot be a celebrity historical. No, no, the doctor cannot show Rosa
1: Parks, like, you know what you could do? You could, you don't have to sit at the back of the bus. Right. And Rose passes. Oh, I never thought of that. Thank you for telling me. Um, I have to say, it isn't. Ind- it is indicative that Graham is a bus driver.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, he knows how to drive a bus. Yeah,
0: mm. mm. mm.
1: yeah. I so, hadn't thought of that. So yeah. yeah, that is
0: a good, good observation. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 writers' room. They're all sitting
1: in the room, going like. Mm. You're you're doing the Rosa Parks episode. What should Graham's profession be? I don't know. Let's make him a bus driver, and then he can mm. drive the bus in episode three um, to escape from the racists who are following him from the
0: KKK, right. the KKK. Right? KKK. Yes. I don't know. I, I do expect a
1: festival of not very good American accents. That will be exciting.
0: <laughs> well, if it was filmed in South Africa and they have a British cast, we we we'll, we'll see be how a festival of bad accents. Yeah, we'll see how well Southern <laughs> Southern United States. Uh, alabama voices are yeah, portrayed for you. yes <laughs> oh my <exactly>. goodness <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes um
1: so that's yeah that's what, i mean you know we we don't want to we don't want to like rain on next week's episode before we've even seen it but there's right uh, uh, we we are warning everybody <laughs> <laughs> it may be it may be it may be uh, we're hoping it's not going to be tasteless as, as it as it might be um shall we proceed to go into the tardis and talk about that
0: I think we shall. It was really nice seeing the TARDIS. It's really nice seeing uh, the Doctor's uh, reaction. The come to daddy, I mean, mommy oh, I was mean, funny. I mean, that was
1: I, I lulled lolled that. Yes, that was a, that was a nice piece of funny, of funny writing. Yeah.
0: And uh, but inside, what did you think of the new design? Okay, well, mm, mm. I did. Okay, well, I'll first tell you what I didn't like. Okay, I don't
1: like the embossed raised lettering on the uh the exterior warning sign i don't know why that is the case okay i do not like the tardis being a box that you walk into and then you walk out of that box into the main body of the tardis
0: so you don't like the police box front porch i do not like the free police box where you leave the milk or something in the morning <laughs> um
1: the, the doors of the TARDIS should open directly into the main body of the TARDIS itself. Or, Everyone knows that mm-hmm. and I think that, I do, I do not care for that at all. I, I, it was too dark. I couldn't see what was going on. It was confusing inside. Mm-hmm. Um, those crystals are too big Okay. Um, and the, the TARDIS isn't powered by crystals. It's powered by like an Eye of Harmony or something probably. Um, so I don't know what those crystals were doing there and I didn't like them. They were too crystalline and I couldn't see what was going on anyway. Mm-hmm. What I... Did and also the other thing I didn't like I didn't like the the fact that the TARDIS had made a little model. Oh of my his, gosh! Yes. of its exterior appearance, I could some not. Reason. That
0: that was probably <laughs> the worst thing. I sort of like. Okay, I can live with the rest. Stand round for another reason <laughs> of some kind. And it's just <laughs> the only reason that's there is to market it and to sell the <laughs> schmucks to buy.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess. Um,
0: but it seems weird that the TARDIS has now become so attracted
1: to the. The shape that it's been mm-hmm. for fifty years, that it's now decided to make models of that shape. <laughs> it's almost like you know how we you all know
0: how the Daleks make little models, <laughs> obsessively <laughs> make models of the TARDIS. Standard on every Dalek saucer. But every Dalek saucer. <laughs> uh, the two things I just, I did like some things. Okay. I like that you know they continue with the mechanical aspect
1: of the TARDIS. I think that's exciting mm, and okay. you know respectful of the of the show's history. Um, I like the the wall treatments the kind of roundels but also kind of clock pieces it was very much reminded me of the the room that the doctor had built out of lead on Gallifrey in the Invasion of Time it reminded me of that I thought that was a nice a nice callback mm-hmm. and then um the custard cream is my favorite biscuit so I was very very <laughs> happy to see, a, to see a custard cream dispenser
0: you need a foot pedal custard cream dispenser at work I certainly do. <laughs> I, have a, I have a T-shirt with with, it, with custard creams on it. Ah, wow. um, so I'm I've, I've actually I'm one step ahead of the merchandise. <laughs> of this shirt. I did not realize that that was your favorite uh, cookie biscuit. Yes, I will. I will be wearing that T-shirt
1: uh, when we go to Calafrey one. Oh, and well, next there you year. go. That is perfect. And people will be people will admire me for it <laughs> um, because they'll think I'm some kind of amazing Doctor Who fan. I thought that.
0: I thought the best thing uh, was when uh, Ryan was saying, ooh, can I press, and the doctor says, no. That was funny, yeah. That was the bit I liked about the TARDIS. It seemed to me over-designed, if that makes any sense yes. to you. Yes, no, that does make a lot of sense, yep, yeah. There was really interesting hints. I liked the accent with the blue lights and kind of the weird uh, glass work on it. I liked the colors of the golden lights contrasts with the blue lights but I didn't okay I missed the white interior of the classic TARDIS I think this is an extension of what we've seen now since the uh, television movie with Paul McGann where we have the steampunky heavy metal I mean uh, Eccleston kind of had the coral and we saw Capaldi with the With his uh, library type thing. But I was looking for a little bit more of a departure from what we've seen before. And the metal design on the walls, while cool, it seemed weird how right by the door with the police box porch, we have these big triangle shapes jutting out. And we know the TARDIS can bang around a bit. And it just seemed like... Ooh, I'd hate to catch that in in the rib or something like that. It just right, it right, seemed right, right, right. so. That's why I've seen is more designed for style rather than this is some place where a time time lord time lady lives. This is her primary residence and right. gets can gets tossed about in the console room a bit. And it seemed it seemed a little dark and it seemed a little uh, angular in the terms of safety but certainly something i can get used to it's not going to be my favorite console no. room of the modern series
1: yeah i mean they just need to turn the lights on um yes to turn up the lights so you can mm-hmm. see what's going on um i i thought it was super murky and you're right it's over designed um and it's it's too much like all the other Tardis that we've had apart from the giant crystals which i don't feel are a, are an improvement
0: well, crystals, coral—it's all. Yeah, I figure the crystal is the Doctor's theme because that's what she used from the Stenza pod right. to power her sonic. I think that's yeah. that's the marketing look or the designer's uh, look for this Doctor is the crystal, crystal power. Yeah,
1: crystal power. Yeah, crystal Carrington, crystal, crystal Carrington.
0: Yeah. So, um,
1: hmm. so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I I don't know whether there's going to be any. Uh, you know TARDIS centric episodes Mm -hmm. maybe you know again she'll flip on the lights and we'll be able to see a little bit more Mm um but anyway yeah yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, we'll see um I'm imagining it's going to be a very dark dark set for the the TARDIS and perhaps we won't see many scenes take place in the console room because it's pretty dark uh, the one, one last bit I have here, I guess I have two bits is the cleansing, the ethnic cleansing of the Elbarians, uh, Angstrom's people uh, by the right. stensa. That's, that seems to be a, a theme perhaps of, uh, uh, reminds me of, uh, da, 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 I think Clause of Axis where, uh, the doctor right. saying England for the English but just how there's a tendency like in in the United States where Trump wants to keep out anyone who isn't um a English speaking white person from the country and we were seeing ethnic cleansing in the Yugoslav wars in the right, 90s right. so that seems to be a comment on our current uh, um migration and uh polarization or isolationism in I think both the US and and in Britain yeah, and I think actually, again, spoiler alert, I
1: mean, looking at some of the re- the revealed topics of episodes coming up, um, I think they're going to do one about partition, right? Uh, India, Pakistan? Uh, in India, yeah, yeah 1947. Ta- mm-hmm. So it's you know, a similar thing, you know. Right. Um, uh, I, I guess they're doing kind of American racism, and then they're going to do kind of British racism in India, mm-hmm. um, again, to do with kind of ethnic cleansing, and well, partition is what partition right, was. Right, so,
0: right. Yeah. How do you crack a country? Exactly. Um, So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, My second thing, my second Mm -hmm. last thing, my last thing was Chekhov's cigar. And that was incredibly telegraphed throughout the story. And it just, it it seemed amateurish to me. Yeah. You knew that the cigar would come into play somehow. Right. And then that it was a self-lighting cigar. And it just. uh, Oh, well. Yeah. There's a lot of good parts in this. It just wasn't a sum of all its parts. I guess it didn't add up to be a great episode. There was character bits that worked, but then they didn't seem to stitch together. Then there was these forced bits. Yaz seemed to be kind of a forgotten character a bit in the story. Right. Yeah. Well, there was a little bit of
1: them all. I mean, it was it was reminding me at some points of like kind of Planet of Fire or something. There's a lot kind of standing around. Waiting for the next person to say something, and Mm -hmm. then the next person says something, and then you know, there's like they they all had to have a little bit a little bit of business, right? Um, So yeah, don't quite know how successful that was Mm -hmm. in some ways, but we will see, we will see. I mean, it's early days. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's hope this is early days. Um, I think it was a little bit underwhelming
0: for a second outing of a showrunner. I think it's in last place behind uh, Russell T. Davis and. Stephen moffat honestly for the yeah, second as, as episode i think, think we have been said he should
1: be so full of amazing doctor who ideas at this point mm-hmm. um and we weren't seeing amazing doctor who ideas that he's being fill
0: i off. hope his big idea didn't end with casting a woman as the doctor no because that's that's an okay idea that, um, that'll get you, you through to, episode one <laughs> it'll get you through episode one but it won't get you a lot further mm-hmm. yeah Yep. yep. Well, yep. fortunately, I think he has a he has a strong, interesting cast. I'm still liking Whitaker as the doctor. I'm liking She's doing a very good job. Yep. Yep. Liking Ryan and I'm liking Yaz, not liking Graham very much, and that it's down to writing. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well we will see. I mean, you know, as I said, as a bus driver, he's got everything to play for in yep. the next episode. Everything to play for. Because he can definitely save the day by I know, killing the racist bus driver and with his bare hands and then taking over Rosa Parks' bus and driving it to, I don't know, somewhere that's free.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, interesting. Yeah, interesting times. Yeah, so, yeah, as I said,
1: I mean, she's, she's doing a great job. She's mm-hmm. doing an excellent job. It's too early to be apprehensive. I hope it's not going to be more, uh, this isn't going to be like a Capaldi thing where you have an amazing actor. Right as the doctor and you have some really iffy stories for them to to work on
0: well we'll see the next week is the first outing of a different writer so hopefully hopefully that will help yeah well we will see we will see yes so thank you for listening to episode 92 of the metabilis 2 podcast i have been talking with ben and i have been talking with david and until next week good night bye
1: Well, I'm sorry I can't be of any more help.
0: I don't think you are.
1: <laughs> You're right.